by outcome driven design is to figure out which specific areas will give you a maximum impact if you keep the overall end outcome in the mind Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning into Notes of Design to help support our mission spread knowledge. We have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Parag Trivedi who is a design leader with over 20 years of experience helping build great products across different industries from Microsoft, GE, Honeywell, Hitachi, Lionbridge and Bajaj Electricals. Presently Parag is leading a team at Microsoft which deals with productivity on mobile and prior to Microsoft he was heading the design team at GE Healthcare setting up the old design studio from scratch and before GE he was heading the design team at Honeywell HTS India along with these prag also won many international design awards and hold design patents on this episode prag had shared wonderful insights on designing to drive outcomes and how to uncover what you don't know that you already know we also discussed on what is the role of decision and tactical thinking in design with few examples from the real world scenarios and what are the various tools that one can use to make these decisions in the later part we spoke on how to optimize business outcomes through workspace and service design as a collaborative effort inducing the same thinking of service design into the teams we concluded the show by prag recommending us few portfolio tips and the things that he look for in a UX designer's portfolio. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and on every Friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design. So don't forget to tune in into Notes of Design every Friday. With that being said, happy designing everyone. Hi Prag, welcome to Nodes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Yeah, great to be on the show. So Prag, how's your day going? It's going good. Uh, today being Saturday, yeah, it's pretty good. So Prag, if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Yeah, sure. So uh, currently, I am with Microsoft, and uh, sort of I'm part of a team which is focused on redefining productivity on mobile. So we look at uh, mobile solution uh, across the board. maybe just brief background about me so i started uh, as a designer almost like uh, you know 2022 years ago i started as an industrial uh, yeah started as an industrial designer uh, worked there for two years and you know launched at least five to six product in two years but uh, then i realized the kind of the nature of problem which i was uh, addressing uh, as an industrial designer was not as big a problem it was more focused on you know solving problem related to aesthetics and styling and i wanted to move to a place where i can solve something bigger and that was the time so after two years i acquired uh, ux design skills and moved to software interaction design because digital solution gives you a relatively larger uh, space and ability to get into the system design kind of a space and so after two years of going through a uh, sort of entire journey of uh, research uh, concepts and you know going actually a shop floor to ensure that product gets launched i actually moved to interaction design with the intent of solving larger problem and started doing like designing of learning management systems and learning solution uh, in this space of interaction design yeah and then again i felt that i need to sort of look at other aspects of design and that's when 
I uh, got selected uh, uh, for a scholarship in Japan where I learned about how to think, uh, you know, solution at different horizon, what we can do now uh, in near term and in longer term. And that's when I learned uh, the advanced uh, concept design uh, in Tokyo uh, with Hitachi Design Studio. And then I moved back to India uh, and started working on global uh, product solution and large complex uh, problem in the space of process solution or home and building solution, home security at Honeywell. Worked on emerging market uh, product innovation in the space of healthcare and security. And then uh, moved to G Healthcare to set up a design studio from scratch and also create solution to make uh, healthcare uh, accessible and affordable to people who are unserved and underserved. And currently with Microsoft, uh, focusing on, uh, you know, redefining productivity on mobiles. That's kind of my journey uh, briefly. Thank you so much, Prak. So what was your journey into industrial design? Like, how did you choose that part? Like you have taken us through your wonderful journey on interaction side, but what was like the side of the industrial design? What made you choose that? Yeah, I started, I was, uh, you know, passionate about industrial design from my childhood. Actually, uh, like not many people get this opportunity, but even like from fifth standard, I wanted to become an industrial designer because my uncle uh, was a professor in industrial design center at IIT Bombay. So I used to kind of see him doing cool stuff and I always wanted to become an industrial designer. But very soon I realized that, yeah, I love industrial design, but I actually never identified myself with one specific stream of design. I mean, I was passionate about design, but more than that, I was passionate about solving problem at a scale or solving problem which can really have an impact on the ground. And whether I use my capability as an industrial designer or interaction designer or even uh, uh, to some extent as a researcher, I just wanted to focus on things which helps me leverage my capability as a designer and then apply it in the context. So if you ask specifically about industrial design, it was great. You know, I still love it because this satisfaction of seeing something physical when you create is amazing. So I think that piece is awesome. The reason I moved it because I just felt that, uh, you know, if I enhance my skill and stay focused on the problem I want to solve and acquire a new skill, it just makes me, you know, help solve a larger problem. So great time uh, doing industrial design. Uh, but yeah, I never identified myself very strongly with one specific stream of design. Thank you so much, Park. So if you want to suggest some tips to the beginners, what do you suggest? Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, my uh, tip to designer would be stay focused on the user problem, the impact you can create on the ground and be flexible to acquire new skill set to solve a problem. You know, the solution space is constantly evolving. Like I started my career as an industrial designer. Then I realized that I'll maybe in order to solve a larger problem, I have to move to interaction design. And then even from interaction design perspective, things are changing very fast. Like when I started, it was like, a, you know, you do it on a desktop, then web, and then mobile, and then now we are talking about AI-assisted thing where basic things AI can do, then voice-based interaction. So the solution space will keep evolving, and I still know that people uh, who used to do graphic design uh, also moved to interaction design, and the people who decided to kind of stay with that now, sometimes they struggle uh, in terms of nature of problem they solve. So uh, my sort of tip is stay focused on user 
customer empathy but keep evolving your skill set with the intent of solving larger, larger problem and don't identify yourself very strongly with just one stream of design that hey i am a mobile designer or i am a web designer or i am a graphic designer or industrial designer so i think one has to keep acquiring new skill uh, to sort of stay relevant uh, acquire a skill which gives you a sort of capability to solve a larger problems Thank you, Pragya. Indeed, that was a great tip, though. So let's begin our episode today on designing to drive outcomes. So, what exactly is designing to drive outcomes, and how do you uncover what you don't know, which you already know? Uh, even if I just reflect back to my career when I started as an industrial designer, I just used to spend a lot of time in styling because hey, it just looks cool, and I used to feel great that I made like fifty concepts, and then wow, this looks nice, which is great. I think which is needed. but as i progressed in my career i realized that the real sort of impact of design you can create if you always start with a why and not something which uh, gives always you a satisfaction because oh, i like to solve this kind of a problem and that's where i spend most of my time but actually starting with a why in the context of a, a business and user and uh, that's the, that's my learning that as i started to understand business context more and uh, in i have worked in various industries and i realized that yeah every uh, organization has a different kind of product offering and different business model and the different kind of user need and user segments so unless you have a deeper understanding of the whole system the overall product journey and user journey you may end up solving something which may have a very limited impact on the overall outcome like for example if i am working on a home and building solution for example maybe installation is a huge problem because that's a that might be a barrier for a solution adoption or that might be a huge cost factor uh, uh, as part of the overall cost solution so if you leverage design thinking and design solution to reduce a uh, installation cost you might be able to add lot of value to end user and your uh, business as well similarly if you are working on a healthcare for example and you are designing healthcare solution to uh, make it affordable accessible to people who do not have access focusing on accessibility and sustainability can give you a bigger impact uh, and that's a realization which i think is very important then that's what i mean by outcome driven design so whenever you enter any sort of a, a space you should know what is the context user and the business model to make it economically sustainable so that you can identify the right area for design intervention sometimes we as a designer may get kind of carried away to solve a specific problem but they that may or may not have a huge impact on the end outcome so that's why i mean by outcome driven design is to figure out which specific areas will give you a maximum impact if you keep the overall end outcome in the mind thank you so much prak for explaining us in such great detail so what is the role of decision and tactical thinking in design like could you please explain us with few examples and what are the various tools that you have used in making those decisions while you were managing teams at all these big organizations yeah sure the role of decision making is again you know the decision making you would always make your vision keeping the end goal in the mind and like i said earlier you would start with a why and that would you know will be the governing factor of what decision you take and in this case i'll i'll take some example to kind of make this clear but the decision making 
should be focused on why i need to do it and then the tactical part is hey how i do it and what is the best way to do it so there is this uh, why and what and then there is how i actually do it which is more of a tactical part to make a decision why again you know you need to go back to the overall context and the end outcome you want to drive like for example let's take some example in the tools uh, which one can use suppose uh, if you are in a healthcare and if you are thinking of a imaging service and maybe it's a kind of a radiology imaging service where uh, you want to imaging service which delivers high quality imaging economically sustainable and delivers high patient you know uh, outcome or high patient satisfaction if that is your overall primary outcome you want then what would you do as a designer so you would actually if that is the primary outcome you would break it into a multiple secondary outcomes in order to get a high quality imaging and economically sustainable solution which gives a high patient satisfaction i might break it into clinical excellence operational efficiency and patient ex that's like my secondary outcomes unless i have a great clinical outcome operational efficiency and patient experience i won't get my primary outcome now if, if i pick one secondary outcome which is a patient experience i can break patient experience further into tertiary outcome in terms of like scheduling uh, patient education patient communication patient comfort and then i can design my experience related you know experiment to improve uh, each of this which is how do i improve patient scheduling how do i improve patient comfort how do i improve patient communication how do i improve patient education and then i can i have a very clear view of what kind of a experiment i need to do what i want to learn and measure which eventually will affect my primary outcome which we talked about initially so this is we call it like a outcome cascade which is you have a primary outcome secondary outcome tertiary outcome and the tertiary outcome actually gives you a very specific design intervention opportunity that hey let's do ideas of improving patient communication and then you can think about yeah there is a mobile based communication i can give them a brochure or leaflet or there could be a sms based service there are n number of ways in which you can solve that problem uh, uh, to drive the outcome so i think this understanding of this whole outcome cascade is one such tool Uh, if we take any other context like for example i talked about a service as an example the first one the second one could be if you uh, take example like for example home security product so you are building a home security system now again if you look at the journey uh, so we you can use like end to end journey as a tool which means you may start with awareness purchase uh, install in use maintain and upsell so these are like you know all these stages in the entire journey of the product and then you can figure out uh, uh, where you might have the maximum challenge and then you in sort of apply your design thinking and solution at various stages to drive a better outcome similarly if you are building you know if you are building a mobile application then you might have your sort of funnel of your entire across journey like in that space you may have a problem of user acquisition then oh i have a user but are they actually using it so then there is a problem of user activation then if they are using it are they really engaged uh, or are they are using it repeatedly is there a high frequency of usage and then are they spreading word and are they actually my solution is becoming viral because that's what you would want if you are uh, in this space of mobile application which you want to take it to billion so like i talked about three different contexts one is a service design one where we talked about the outcome cascade as one of the tool if you are building a sort of any product like maybe a hardware product or software or combination of both 
then you may look at the end to end journey or you may look at funnel uh, in terms of user acquisition till the time it kind of becomes viral these are all different tools which you use to understand the entire journey figure out where you want to you know intervene to uh, create the right impact and your approach would also vary uh, in terms of where exactly you want to put in your effort and how you want to go about it i'll just give you one example when we were in g a lot of healthcare we were building this baby warmer one yeah the objective was to make it uh, accessible and affordable people uh, who do not have access to healthcare what we realized there is even if you uh, in order so accessibility is not only about a cost because we realized that uh, they actually had uh, in that space they had product which were given to them free it was a donation given to them by you know various organization and this products were not in use because oh it was a imported product somebody donated it something went wrong and then nobody knew in that village how to fix it hence there was no impact on the ground so if you really focus that hey my goal or outcome i want to drive is uh, reduce infant mortality rate then cost is one factor but not the only factor so if you just imagine that if i reduce the cost everything will be taken care of is not right because then oh uh, is there any way for them to fix something because once it is gone wrong then it is out of service and then uh, how are you solving that problem because if you don't solve uh, at the end of the day you won't be able to actually drive the desired outcome so then you start thinking about the is entire journey and then oh, let's leverage design thinking to solve even a maintenance problem solve a problem of even educating uh, the untrained professional who are actually going to use this device so i think that's what i mean and these are the journey or outcome cascade or this funnel actually helps you to figure out uh, uh, where you need to focus and uh, how you can drive the end outcome thank you so much parag for such great excellent examples so as a team collaboration so how to get these ideas of service design injected into the team as well and how as a collaborative team we can approach on that yeah no in fact uh, uh, no that's a great point because uh, this end to end journey if we talk about uh, it is a collaborative effort because a one stream or one function cannot kind of run across the cycle so by nature itself it's a collaborative effort because it requires multiple disciplines to come together and the way to do it is yeah you always sort of and the approach or the process which we use always start with a co-creation workshop to bring all the different stakeholder where everyone kind of uh, you know we go through the empathy session where we uh, empathize every stakeholder on different dimensions of the problem and uh, even the people with different skills would share their experience in terms of how do they see a problem and what role they can play so that every partner or sort of collaborator in the team becomes sensitive or aware of you know the different things which we need to bring together like for example if we are building a solution from scratch you may bring like service guy a sales person or a actual end user or even the marketing professional all of them in the one room and they talk about their or even people who deliver training or even who go on the door to door to talk about your product if you bring all of them then it kind of builds a shared understanding of the overall outcome and then it kind of helps you build connection of how you can uh connects all the dot from the beginning till the end of the journey 
Thank you so much, Prag. Now coming to the real deal that all the listeners are waiting for. So what do you see in hiring portfolios of UX designers as a hiring manager? Yeah, so for me, uh, I think uh, like I also talked about uh, earlier as well, one is uh, the person's ability to observe, listen uh, and empathize with the end user. So whether the person has a very human centric approach, I think that is one and uh, it becomes evident uh, if you talk to people and then the way they approach, what kind of problem they solve, it kind of gives you a sense that uh, I'm just starting with something I want to solve or I really understand the user problem clearly and hence I'm coming up with this solution. I think that is number one. The number two is sort of sensitivity towards craft. So I think uh, this again is extremely important because kind of experience you create, the quality of craft uh, which you bring uh, defines the quality of this solution. And third thing which again matters to me a lot is, uh, yeah, you are, you have sensitivity to user, you can empathize, you can draw inside, you uh, have a skills but then this ability to come up with a lot of ideas. So uh, this, again, I think, you know, some people have uh, this ability to just come up with lots and lots of ideas because the only way to get good ideas, get a lot of ideas uh, and then, you know, uh, sort of uh, keep uh, refining it. So the craft is important, but then ability to approach things from multiple dimension and ability to hear different perspective and then come up with more ideas is again something which uh, I look at and we all kind of look at and then we also look at the depth and breadth uh, for any candidate so if uh, if someone uh, we are hiring what kind of problem they have solved uh, uh, and the nature of problem so the variety and what is the depth in which the person has gone to really understand the real problem so they, we actually look at you know just get a sense of different things which you have solved and then maybe let's kind of go deep to really understand uh, how deeply you really understand the core problem so i think these are the factors uh, uh, which I uh, look at uh, while hiring anyone. Thank you so much, Prak. So can you please share with us how does your typical day look like at Microsoft and any interesting stories that you want to bring on? Yeah, now with lockdown, I think it has changed a lot. Uh, but uh, uh, like typical day, I can kind of put it in like three, four bucket. One chunk of my time goes in of planning and prioritization in terms of uh, what we need to do, uh, which uh, specific thread or a design aspect we should pick up. Then I work with my team to say, hey, let's kind of focus on this because this is where uh, either sense of urgency or the importance, we want to kind of go after this. So there is one part is around planning prioritization, which takes some time uh, in my day. Other is collaborating with various teams. Uh, and across functions of engineering, PM, uh, program managers, or even across different product teams, uh, because uh, what we are building actually requires collaboration across teams. So collaborating within the team and across teams, so the, the, a bit of collaboration uh, across team. Third uh, could be design reviews, which is like deep design discussions of the solutions which we are creating, quality of solutions and how we should approach it. We, we spend time on that. And the last bucket is also about, uh, you know, team, culture in terms of how uh, you know sometimes uh, time goes in that and I do spend if not every day but alternately to keep myself updated in terms of what is happening in this space trends and also what we are learning from our customers and users so I mean we are in this space of creating solution for mobile and that space is so fast moving 
uh, we always kind of need to be on our toes to keep ourselves updated in terms of what are the new things which are happening so that we are aware of how user habits are changing uh, and what uh, new is happening from a trend perspective as well as from what our customers are expecting from us i think these are like four or five bucket uh, which kind of takes uh, time throughout the day thank you so much prak for all these wonderful insights so we'll conclude the show by you recommending your three favorite books also people who inspire you the most in this space yeah no thanks for uh, asking that question yeah like i started by saying that yeah i have great influence my uncle uh, who is a, a world renowned designer so uh, professor kirti trivedi so i think uh, the person who has inspired me most i would say professor kirti trivedi because of his depth breadth uh, i mean he is a thought leader educationist very successful uh, uh, designer in terms of even commercially successful designer has worked across streams of design whether it is industrial design graphic design uh, exhibition design furniture design or even deep uh, research on indian thoughts and tradition i think uh, uh, he has touched all those and uh, yeah has been into field of teaching and has been sort of uh, uh, you know uh, across the globe uh, he's recognized uh, uh, the way he uh, sort of helped people to think about design yeah if people are interested uh, they can read his papers on academia.edu I think yeah, I had a great influence uh, of Professor Trivedi on me in my thinking. From a book perspective, I can yeah, I like or I can refer few books. So one again, you know, by Professor Trivedi, which is about books, letter form, and design in Asia, which talks about uh, the Asian philosophy of design, which is very deep, you know, deep meaning and design with a purpose where everything uh, which we do in, uh, in Asian design has a very deep meaning. So I think uh, that gives you one very different dimension. Then for a very pragmatic application, one can uh, refer Universal Principles of Design because this is something which I. if i'm doing mobile app design i can just apply to principle very pragmatic i like that book probably that's the one only one book which one can consider as a textbook for design there are no textbook in design but that is kind of a textbook in design then other could be around just thinking and you know how to think differently which is uh, how to be more interesting by edward dibeno uh, is again an interesting thing an interesting book because it uh, gives you various different point of views to think about uh, any problem and the fourth one could be around like business model innovation and value proposition design because that brings in the business uh, dimension of design so yeah i think uh, the book around books letter form and design in asia is all about asian philosophy around design then universal principle of design is like very pragmatic you can apply it how to think is like how to be more interesting uh, by edward dibeno and then yeah the last one is business uh, model innovation because it uh, gives you the dimension of business Yeah, no. I think uh, there are uh, many, and even in my earlier uh, organization, our CEO Terry Bresenham, she was uh, extremely inspiring in terms of her passion to uh, really make healthcare accessible uh, across, uh, you know, all the people who do not have access to healthcare. So I think her passion and the way she had created the health uh, sustainable healthcare solution was. pretty inspiring uh, and even in microsoft when i uh, from a leadership perspective uh, when i look at our uh, uh, md in terms of the sort of growth mindset and humbleness with which he approach everything every time he would approach as a, uh, a learner who is trying to sort of learn things is always creates possibility for team to do something new and coming back from the top 
uh, that okay let's you know start as a beginner is a great uh, sort of uh, uh, you know message which we always get from him so i think uh, yeah in addition to professor kithi trivedi in my professional circle uh, they are the folks who have inspired me with their uh, approach thank you so much prag it was wonderful talking to you and thanks a lot for sharing all these beautiful insights with us we are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episodes thanks for your wonderful time great and thank you very much for uh, setting this up and i hope uh, our uh, listeners uh, would get some value out of it Thank you.